0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. It's your boy, Clayton Stanberry. And this is Sunday Dinner Dynamic. Now, we all know we finished our first series, but today we're going to be a little different. We're not announcing no title. I want this to completely be a surprise based off of what you read that I posted the title last. And, of course, you know, fill the room in the back that's getting the presence of God. This one is going to be a little different. Now, we are here to shake up the world. I have been hopelessly addicted to this show called The Chosen. I continue to talk about it. But who is not excited about the life of Jesus? So, I recently learned via this show that he is a nomad. So... He was here to shake up the world. He didn't answer to anyone other than God. So we're going to take that approach now, y'all. We are going to take that approach. And we're just going to fill the room with him right now. That resurrected Jesus Father God, we come to you in the mighty name of Jesus thanking you for another day of grace another opportunity to be in your presence another opportunity to have you in the midst of our sit down and as we sit here Father we just ask that you fill us with the Holy Spirit right now may we be relieved of the stresses of the world as we sit in this place of peace and accept you as we're taking your love and embrace what you have for us. Father God, I just ask that you watch over me, fix my heart posture, that I may speak boldly what I believe that it is that you are trying to have me speak. Father, I thank you for every last person who has tuned in, every last one of my dinner guests. I thank you for being with me. And I plead the blood of Jesus over every last one of them right now. Father God, may they receive blessings in abundance. May no obstacle, may no opposition stand in the way of them in their victory. Because in their weakness, you get to show your strength. And we just thank you for the victory in advance. We thank you for sitting with us. We thank you for being with us. We thank you for for the creation that is us. Father, we know that we continue to disappoint. But the beauty of your grace allows us to know that you knew these things were coming, so salvation is freely given to us simply by receiving Jesus. So we thank you. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your yes. We thank you for your sacrifice. We thank you for, thank you for, for being you. we thank you for the struggle we thank you for the pain we thank you for the nose that we received because that no was probably protection and the thing that we thought was rejection but in this life of progression father we thank you for being with us nothing can stand in the way of what you have for us your word says may no man separate what god has joined together so we thank you for the free gift of salvation by simply joining jesus with us Allowing our will to align with your will gives us an opportunity to make a choice. And we thank you for giving us that choice. We thank you so much because it is by your love, your grace, your mercy, and your spirit that we are saved and redeemed. So we thank you, Father. We give you all the praise, honor, and glory. For it is in the mightiest name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Now, I want y'all to understand something. Proverbs 18 16 says, A gift opens the way and ushers the giver into the presence of the great. Now, let that marinate. Proverbs 18 and 16, A gift opens the way and ushers the giver into the presence of the great. Now, With today's title, I'm pretty sure you all know what it is. Now, I want you to take a moment and realize that that is the gift that ushers us into the great. So, this episode will be simply about that. We're going to shake up the world, right? Okay. So, I want you to realize, fellas, this is not bashing us, but it's teaching us to do the right thing. It's teaching us to know what to look for. And for all my dinner guests, let's shake up the world and add a little bit of soul, maybe a little bit of R&B to this episode. Let me see if y'all hip a little bit. Rock with me. Trust me. I'm going somewhere with this, all right? Now, we all know the Bible tells us and we all love saying it. Proverbs 18, 22. He who finds a wife finds what is good and receives favor from the Lord. We all know this. And honestly, (laughs) that's just beautiful to me. The fact that he knew I couldn't be alone, he sent me a savior, but way before the savior was due to come, he gave me a partner. Now, I don't know who she is, but I'm looking. <laughs> I'm seeking the kingdom of heaven first. That way I receive what he has for me. Because let the rest of the world tell it. A woman is supposed to be submissive. And let's be honest. Even the Bible says in Colossians three eighteen, Wives, submit yourselves to your husband as it is fitting in the Lord. But just like everything else we do in the world, we decide that we want to skip that next part that I still look at as a proverb, to be honest. It should have been in both books. Colossians 3.19 says, Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Now, I want everybody to understand. All men are looking for... A woman that would be submissive A woman that will do everything That it tells us a wife should do In Proverbs 31 Now That's what we're really here to talk about Proverbs 31 If you want to turn to that with me Please do so I'm reading out of the NIV version It is Proverbs 31 We're going to start at Verse 10 And we're going to do a lot of reading today y'all Because we're going to go to verse 31 Now I told y'all we're going to do a little bit of Different God didn't say that Music Was bad What you listen to Can't affect you That's true But perception is everything Okay And I chose this song because To me, a woman is the closest thing in human form or in organism form for you science people. That is the closest thing to God. She can bring life. Without her, there is no continuation of life. So the value of a wife, the value of a woman is very much so necessary and no matter what we think do or say we can't do nothing without them gentlemen so I want to read Proverbs 31 verses 10 through 31 but fellas I want you to remember this in the back of your mind while we're looking for this which is Colossians 318 wives submit yourselves to your husband's as it is fitting in the Lord, I want you to keep holding on to that. Because after we finish Proverbs 31, I'm going to dive back into that. Now, remember, I started it off by saying, a gift opens the way and ushers the giver into the presence of the great. So I got a question. What is the great? We all know that God is the greatest thing. Without him, there is no us. And he placed himself in man form and became Jesus. So it is safe to say that Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit is what is great. So in the beginning, we all know what God did. We all know that he created man. Then he put him to sleep, took out a rib molded a woman out of clay placed that rib inside of her breathed the breath of life into her and woman was created as a helper not as a slave not as something to abuse not as something to walk all over now man we are protectors right we are providers now yes that is our nature But it's parts that we've missed growing up for so long. And since we are children of what is great, and women are also children of what is great, and that gift was given to us to usher the giver into the presence of the great. Now, I don't know if you know the saying, but if you give a woman anything, she's going to make it better you give her a house, she's going to make it a home. If you give her sperm, she's going to give you a baby. But if you give her love, she will give you submission. Now, rock with me. This is what the Bible tells us the wife of a noble character is. Now, fellas, we all got this thing called pride, and we all consider ourselves to be higher than what we truly are. We never really want to look in the mirror. We never really want to face what it is that we lack or what we don't see. And it's not always monetary. It's not always about what you possess as far as your bank account goes. It's not always about what you have sitting outside your house. It's a lot of women out here that are perfectly okay with their man getting up every single day going to work or doing something in this community or doing something for the Lord and being on the bus. Let's be honest, baby, you probably don't even want to be away from me, so she'll probably make sure she can come get you if you're stewarding over her the right way. Now, again, women are the gift from God to man. This is my belief. This is what I interpret this Bible as. This is what I interpret God did for us in the beginning. Now, women are here to be our helpers, which means they are here to usher us into the presence of the great. See, we can be men of God. We can do everything that God asks us to do. But until we reach our full purpose, we won't be able to realize that we didn't do it alone. A woman helped us get there in some way whether it was your mom, your granny, your sister, your aunt, a woman was there. But we're talking about wives, okay? We're specifically talking about God putting his love into the form of a person so that man would not be alone. And men, it's time for us to give back to that belief, that standard of living. The life that appreciates women, not downgrading them, not looking over them, not stepping over them, not walking all over them. It's so easy to bash them and blame them for everything. Now, don't get me wrong. it's a lot of women out here that definitely need some Jesus. But let he who is without sin cast the first stone. But I digress so the wife of a noble character proverbs 31 starting at verse 10 a wife of a noble character who can find she is worth far more than rubies her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value she brings him good not harm all the days of her life she selects wool and flax and works with eager hands She is like the merchant ships, bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it is still night. She provides food for her family and portions for her female servants. She considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her task. She sees that her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. In her hand, she holds the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. When it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. She makes coverings for her bed. She is clothed in fine linen and purple. Her husband is respected at the city gate where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. She makes him linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchants with sashes. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction in her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of the idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all that her hands have done and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. Now, if that's not poetry, y'all, I don't know what to tell y'all. That is some good Bible... But listen to the characteristics of what a wife is. See, we are looking for women to be submissive and want them to do wifely duties, but what are we doing to become that man that they're describing, the noble man? The very first verse I read, verse 10, a wife of a noble character. Who can find? See, I don't think that that statement was about the wife. I think it was about the man being or the husband being a noble character. How many of us can consider ourselves noble? And just for a little bit more context, we're going to go ahead. We're going we're to gonna slow-jug this, all right? We're going to take our time. So... Let's look up the definition of noble so there is no inconsistencies or there is no incorrect quotations. Now, noble. Adjective. Belonging to a hereditary class. Excuse my French. I don't know how to pronounce that word, y'all. Please don't judge me. (laughs) Oh, a hereditary. Oh, my goodness, I'm tired. (laughs) Belonging to a hereditary class with high social or political status. Aristocratic. Having or showing fine personal qualities or high moral principles and ideals. A person of noble rank or birth. Hmm. Now, we're going to go ahead and we're going to go with definition two. Having or showing fine personal qualities or high moral principles and ideals. Now, for y'all laughed at me for not being able to, to pronounce that word. Thank you for smiling. Okay, I'm a little bit slow. It's all right. Um, how many of us really have morals that are worth standing on? Stop and think about that for a minute. Look at yourself. Turn the mirror on you. How many of us actually have morals that are worth standing on? How do you treat your mother? Do you do anything and everything for your kids regardless of what someone says? Are you able to just say, hey, you know what? I'm wrong, even if you don't understand what you're wrong about in any situation, just so you give yourself enough grace to sit back and assess the situation. Do you put family first or do you put money first? Do you look at your friends as more value than the woman you lay next to? Are you quick to run after what you like in order to be happy or so you think? When in reality, you're leaving the one you love. See, that's like leaving a mansion for a hotel. Or trading a Bentley for a... A 1999 Corolla. Why downgrade? Is the question. If you got a little bit lost. But the point is. See, we have to be a certain breed in order to find a certain kind of wife. I'm not looking for a girlfriend. I hope you not either. Because the Bible tells us, I said it in the beginning, he who finds a wife, not a girlfriend, not a one-night stand, not a thought as we all would say, but he who finds a wife finds what is good and receives favor from the Lord. See, I don't care about what this world offers or what it does. I care about what God cares about. So, My conviction that I feel every day applies to even the smallest portion of my life, how I eat, how I portray myself in the public view. Because regardless of what we do in life, there's going to be rules and regulations. And the Bible also tells us that we are to follow the rules that he set forth as well as those whom he appointed in control. Again, please excuse my paraphrases. But the point is, how we carry ourselves matters. That's what shows who we are, not what you have. It took somebody real, real close to me, real special to me to tell me that. See, I'm real quick to beat myself up because I have a failed marriage. And though I've forgiven myself for any wrongs that I may have caused or done, as well as I've submitted them to God as well, there's a lot of hurt from that situation that I completely ignore because I can't control the other person. But the point is, I have a failed marriage, and I have to look at myself and say, hey, what did I not do? Or what did I do? Was I noble? Because all of those characteristics define a woman of God. Not just any woman. See, I'm, I'm looking for a woman that's a cross between mom and granny. And when I say mom, I mean she going to give you that tough, harsh love the world going to give you. But just the right way for you to understand because she took time to learn you. She knows your heart. Another attribute of God that men take extremely too long to learn. And yes, there are some of us out here who do possess that power, but what the world view us as is not important. How God sees us is important. And that's what leads us to a wife, a woman of God. See, Proverbs 31 tells you she is worth far more than rubies. At that time, rubies was it. We wasn't getting any better. And that sounds crazy with diamonds being around and all, but rubies were harder to find. They were considered rare. And... It also tells, we're going to skip 11, it says she brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. If your woman or your wife is bringing any harm to you or your household, you have to step back and look at what you're doing. Are you still being noble? Are you still that same person that you introduced her to when you were courting her? Or did you change because you got comfortable? And the complacency of how she made everything a home for you, overtook you, and now you can do the bare minimum. We cannot continue to look at them and blame them. Whether you realize it or not, the world is trying to replace women. They're trying to take our queens from us. And I'm sorry, but we're going to be hot real quick. I don't like men. I don't look and see nothing attractive about a man. I'm sorry. But I'm not sorry. I see the beauty that God created. And the world would have us think that it's okay to replace that. But it's not. Nothing can replace the helper that God created for us. Like, listen to it. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. How many times have you got off work or left the block or left with your friends and you just wanted a little bit of peace? And even though God is the true peace, he helps by providing her who adds to that peace in the physical. I know I'm real quick to tell y'all that The fights that we're going up against are internal which would make it spiritual but I want you to stop and remember that we are still physically human so we need some type of physical conduit that still keeps us to God as men of God we need His presence at all times. What do you think your wife is? (laughs) What, Like, literally, what do you think she is? She gets up while it's still night. She provides food for her family and portions for her female servants. Now, we don't have servants, so we're going to skip that part. But how many times have you rolled over in the middle of the night and you noticed that she wasn't there? Did you stop in the morning and ask her what was wrong? Or did you assume the worst and instantly start beefing? Maybe you were snoring. And she realized you was tired and you was keeping her up, which would keep her tired, but she didn't want to wake you up and tell you, hey, stop it. I can't sleep. (laughs) Or maybe... She was up praying over you because you came home and had a terrible day the day before And she had no words, but she had to go seek guidance in order to know how to be there for you because you're quick to shut down and not open up. Taking away a vibe that you introduced her to in the beginning. Is it really, and I mean, is it really... That hard to see. A woman is going to work just as hard as her man works. A wife will be the love that her husband provides. Now, I told y'all I was going to go back to that, so I'm going to read those scriptures again. Colossians 3, 18 and 19. Wives. Submit yourselves to your husbands as it is fitting in the Lord. If she's doing all of that, if she's being everything that Proverbs 31 describes her as, guess what's the one thing you got to do, fellas? As her husband. Love your wives and do not be harsh with them. We're so quick to think that because we're not using vulgarity or we're not throwing all our money in strip clubs and we're coming home and taking care of things and paying bills, that that's not being harsh. If you're ignoring her, did you ask her how her day was? Did you stop at all and think about what was on her mind or how she was feeling? Or was it all about you? See, again, I need both mom and granny. Now, I explain mom, but when I say granny, I need that one that's going to pray for me. The one that at all times she sees the innocence, she sees the purity, she sees the trying, the effort, that get up and go. That one who has the strength for you, even if it's just five minutes worth of it, when you feel like you want to give up. See they don't make them like that no more back in the day, they called them big Mama, me growing up, I called her granny, and I still do now y'all know how I am about my granny. I don't care who you are if you know my granny it's few things you know she gonna love on you, she gonna pray for you, she gonna talk about them calves, she gonna talk about them Indians, she gonna laugh at Donald Trump. <laughs> And she going to feed you wholesome, still a wife even after my grandfather has passed. And she doesn't just apply being a wife to her husband. She applies it to every facet of her life. Every action she does is wifely. See, women, there is a little bit of fault on you, too. You're so quick to accept the world saying, hey, you don't have to do these things if he's not being this. You're right. You don't. But that speaks on your character in two ways. Either you chose wrong. You did not go to God about this. You did not pray to God about this. and You just went off of what your physical body was telling you, which is controlled by emotion. And that goes for everybody, not just women or you're easily influenced because the world is telling you to give up because he just can't seem to get it right. I want to point y'all to a really good movie to go watch if you have not watched it. It's called War Room. Now, in this movie, the husband was the big baller, made all the money, but he also was doing a lot of backdoor cut corner type business, and... Completely neglecting his daughter and abusively, as far as verbally goes, towards his wife. Completely disrespectful. And this woman went to meet an older lady to help her sell her house because she's a realtor. And God spoke through that older woman, that granny, if you will. And because of that meeting, she taught her how to war the right way. Now, we all know I'm real big on this warring thing because, unfortunately, it's going to continue to happen regardless if you realize it or acknowledge it or not. The war is going to keep going. But she taught her how to war in the right way to save her marriage, get a closet, empty it out, post verses. Motivational sayings and read scripture and pray in that closet. No matter how long it takes you, you pray it out of your house. Now, see, that's what a wife does. When you are not connected to the father, she makes sure that y'all are grounded in him. What's not the love about that, fellas? I mean, I really need y'all to help me understand this. Is women not more than just a container for a child? Is she not more than just what's between her legs? And wanting somebody else, woman and or wife, is not cool. Because this world has so much corruption and it, people are actually dying for that type of stuff. It's not cool. Plus, the Bible says if a man has committed adultery with his eyes, wait a minute. No, we're not going to do that. I can't paraphrase that one. I'm sorry. I literally have to go look this one up. So please bear with me. I'm sorry because this, it it's important. I see it too often where youngins are out here bragging about, oh, i I did this with your girls. I did that. No. This, <laughs> I don't want to lose nobody because of something stupid. And that's stupid. It's so many different, oh my goodness, it is so many different. Wow. There you go. Matthew 5, 28. 28. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. So even if you look at another man's wife. And you looking at her lustfully you've already committed adultery. And if we're going from the old text and or the Old Testament of the Bible, which is really the Torah, Moses gave us one of those commandments that when something like thou shall not commit adultery, see, that doesn't just apply within the marriage. But he who finds a wife finds a good thing, and finds favor with the Lord, right? So why would I want to look at somebody else when I can look at this woman that God provided for me? This beautiful creation. A smile that can illuminate any darkness. Eyes that seem to peer straight through my soul. and shows me the universe that I may see God every time I look at her. See, this is the type of wife I'm looking for or looking at. See, this change isn't just about me. And I don't view anybody else's wife as more attractive than the one that God is preparing for me. I don't even know who she is and my eyes are already set just for her. See, in this world, they're going to say that's corny. They're going to say that's lame, but... Who are you? (laughs) I'm sorry again. Let he who is without sin cast the first stone. What that is telling you is do not judge. You can't judge. That's a right only reserved for God. So you can't look at me and tell me anything about me that I'm going to believe. Because as a man thinks within his heart, so is he. I'm a child of God. Working progressively to become a noble man. Because I want that Proverbs 30 wife, 31. Sorry, you, you know what, I God? I like that. <laughs> but we're going to talk about that later. I want that Proverbs 31 type of wife. So I have to be that type of husband. I have to steward over her the right way. And it does not require nothing more than God, because God is love. And it tells us, Colossians 3.19, it tells us simply, wait a minute, I'm sorry, y'all, please bear with me, technical difficulties, I'm doing a lot. Again, Colossians 3.19, husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Man, listen, <laughs> if you know me, I'm, I pretty much stand on whatever business I believe in, period. It ain't nothing you can do to change me. Ain't nothing you can do to say to me, none of that. So me being out of me is not going to happen. So I get to focus on learning the new things about myself that I never knew. And the only way to do that is to search through God. And that is not simply because of me, my children. This is about overflow. It goes to everyone. But I'm specifically talking about the fact that I want to be that noble character. That the wife and woman of God that he has for me. The one that she will love and appreciate. Revere, accept, and be okay with being submissive to. This isn't a forceful thing. You don't owe me nothing. You're not my property. But if I am yours and you are mine, as the Bible intends, and he shall leave his mother in fire and cling to his wife, and there shall become one, love, love, husband and wife, if that's it, if I am to be that noble character that she submits to, I have to submit to God. See, a woman of God is not just gonna accept you being a lukewarm Christian or a lukewarm believer. She's not gonna be okay with you doing the bare minimum when it comes to your spiritual growth. She's not going to be okay with you allowing your mental capacity to be controlled by delusion or confusion or any type of way will she be okay with you withdrawing for her other than prayer. And if she's a true woman of God, she will value both your private prayer time and encourage you to value y'all joint prayer time. Proverbs 31 gave us the blueprint. Not only is she a hard worker, and she does everything vigorously, but she works in ways that will provide and bring favor to not only her husband, but her family. See, I've been struggling with a lot because I don't like working for people. I want to work for myself, but see, God said, I'm going to need you to go ahead and work for your job as if you're working for the kingdom of heaven. Proverbs 31 shows that a wife works as if she is working for the kingdom of heaven, because without a wife, you don't know what love really is to me. We all know that God is love, and sometimes we fall victim to that thought that it's hard to believe in what you can't see, which the world tries to promote a whole lot. But again, you can't see oxygen, yet you believe you can breathe. So if I know that that's my mindset and God knew it before I knew it, don't you think that he provided a physical form of love here for me that I may know that his love is real? It's called a wife. (laughs) I'm I'm here to shake up the world, okay? Don't get me wrong. I do believe, and there's nothing that can change that. But how I receive is my personal choice. And I believe in love. I believe in kindness. I believe in support no matter what that person does. I believe in communication and talking out whatever the problems may be. I tried to be a dog. I tried to be big dog, and all it did was make me a very unlikable person to self, even though I looked cool in the eyes of everybody else that I was around. But when I actually was able to find a wife, someone that made me want to submit in the way that God has a husband submit to his wife, it changed my whole perception of everything. Before, I literally thought that love was my ex-girlfriend from high school. (laughs) And honestly, I did love her extremely. That was my first love. But it's a difference when you find a wife then you're exposed to a whole new level of love a level of love that truly only God could provide my problem was I did not go to God and pray for a wife I made decisions based off worldly views what I'm telling you is this Swallow your pride. Humble yourself. Seek God and his kingdom first. And then you will not only receive redemption and salvation, but you receive, will receive submission from the one that you will call your wife. And you will cling to her and you will become one. And you will know what love really is. Because be, after that high school love, I thought the only love I would ever have is my kids. And now that I'm divorced, I still believe in love. See, I've made it to that level where God is now. And it's a fight getting there, but, man, get healed. Not for nobody else. Get healed for yourself. Forgive for yourself. So you can learn how to love Because you can't love nobody unless you love yourself. And unless you want to be out here going from bed to bed, you might want to do some praying and try to become a noble character so you can find you a woman of God and get you a wife. Man, I'm sorry, man. It don't get no better than coming home knowing that you can sit down and have a conversation with your best friend seeing her smile is going to take away any bit of frustration or aggression you have when you're too tired to be daddy but you're still pressing through she's going to notice and she will make sure that you are rewarded accordingly and it doesn't have to always be a sexual reward a simple hopping in your arms, head on your chest hearing your heartbeat. Looking up to you, kissing your cheek, saying, I love you, is so much more beautiful than you think. Remember, she is worth far more than rubies. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. Man. I can't, I can't express it enough. She speaks with wisdom, and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household. Many women do noble things, but she surpasses them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all that her hands have done and let her words bring her praise at the city gate. I take that as as I'm being uplifted by honoring her. I am lifting her up because the Bible says that I am the head and not the tail. Before the Bible gives me instruction on how to be a husband, who he gives her instruction on what to be as far as a wife goes. But I can't neglect what my role is, which is to love her and not be harsh towards her, which is to be a noble character a man of value not worldly value spiritual value kingdom wisdom a love that understands and surpasses all see while a woman is exactly what God is for lack of a better way to put it. Because God told us to love her, right? And God is love, right? So to me, they're parallel. They're one and the same. In order for me to love my wife, I have to love God. In order for me to understand love that is God, I have to love and understand my wife. I look at that like a commandment. And I may be crazy for these things. I really may be. But think about it. Am I really? Am I really crazy? Or am I just somebody who understands with 1 Corinthians 13... I don't even want to go that far We're just going to start with four Love is patient Love is kind It does not envy It does not boast It is not proud It does not dishonor others It is not self-seeking It is not easily angered It keeps no recording of wrongs Love does not delight in evil But rejoices with the truth It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always preserves. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be still. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. I went a little bit too far there. I got kind of carried away. But I want you to stop and think about what that sounds like. Think about that. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always preserves. Love never fails. Does that not sound like what Colossians 3, 18 and 19 is. That beautiful ballad that was placed in 1 Corinthians 13 explains exactly the male and female aspect of love. The male love protects. The wife and or female love does not hold any records of wrongdoing. Both are not proud. It's patient. It's kind. Husband and wife is how we were meant to be. But in order for you to find a wife, a woman of God, which is the ultimate gift in this world, outside of children, which she will give you, we have to be husbands. We have to be submitted to God, constantly seeking his face, allowing him to guide us, and then we will have everything that we need completely. Because no man was meant to be alone. But what I want you to do is not get it wrong. Get you a woman of God. I want to thank all of y'all for joining me. This was a lot. <laughs> but I have fun. And I hope y'all did too. We kind of shook things up a little bit, changed some stuff up. But by all means, please leave any feedback, comments, comments dms whatever doesn't matter but um before we go just gonna quickly pray over everybody lord jesus i come to you right now thank you for your love and your grace and your mercy thank you for your yes and your obedience that gave us the free gift of salvation Father God, I just want to thank you right now for being with us in this moment, allowing me to interpret your word the way that you wanted me to interpret that I may share with those who are listening. Father God, I know that there may be some bits and pieces that people dislike, but we're not worried. We're going to continue to be hot, Father, because if you be with me, who can stand against me? And if everyone who is listening is with me, and you are with me, then my overflow from you will be you standing with them as well. Father God, we just continue to praise and glorify your name because this time would not be possible without you because you stand outside of the time and allow it to continue. But in the most humblest way, I thank you for the words that you placed on my heart. And if there is anything I can do to promote this more, the love that you freely give, the understanding that you have for us and the sins that we did not know we would walk into and the ones that we may have committed that we did not want to stop, Father God, we just thank you. But if there's any way I can promote this gift that you give us, may I have the strength to do so. May I reach those who are in need of being reached. And may I love on those who are in need of being loved on. Make me and everyone who is listening the pillar of light. May we be a living sacrifice for you and your word. Because your word is law, but it is also life. We thank you, Father. We give you all the praise, honor, and glory. And as we go into the rest of our week, we ask that we humbly be able to see your face and hear from you. Holy Spirit, guide us. We plead the blood of Jesus over ourselves right now and all those we may encounter. Thank you. We love you. For it is in the mightiest name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Again, I thank you all for being with me. I thank you all for listening and tuning in. But um, it is now eight eleven, and I actually worked today. So I got to edit this all. and get this uploaded tonight. So I love you. I thank you for being with me. Remember, you got this. We got this because God got us. Peace.